Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. Episode 12. Special uh, Valentine's Day episode here. For all you lonely hearts out there. I don't know what that even means. It means you're a loner. Uh, for all you bugs out there. Uh, we got My Bloody Valentine. 1981 cult classic slasher from a bunch of Canadians that really haven't done anything else besides this movie. Not really haven't they? They seriously have not done anything else. Yeah, I feel like some of them have done like a couple TV appearances on like TV random TV shows and stuff. But in general, like this was it. Yeah, no. Uh, this is the biggest thing of their career. Besides, I think the killer. Yeah, he's he went on, but his career path is like not this. Like he went into like. Uh, TV show animation. He worked on some like good TV shows. We'll get into it. Uh, but besides that, Valentine's Day book. What's your plans? Besides, we're recording this on Valentine. Um, I'm gonna go probably watch the Penguin game. I'm gonna go snuggle with my cat Marty. That's illegal in some states. Not in my state. It's not illegal in my state. I I fact checked it. Don't. Don't do this to me. That's where I know you're lying, because you haven't fact-checked one thing your whole entire life, you piece of shit. I have fact-checked one thing, one thing my entire life, and it was the fact that I can snuggle with my cat. Is that a euphemism? No, it's a euphemism if I say, uh, tonight I'm going to be snuggling with my pussy. Bug said pussy. <laughs> I couldn't hold it in. Oh god. Alright. Um yeah, I don't really got any any pl- I wanted to go see that new Sonic movie. Um but the uh There's gonna be a lot of people out tonight, so maybe over the weekend I'll go see it. I did yeah. have some options for some plans, but I was like I don't know, I'm not about it. I'm not about that life. Don't blame you. I like to relax more than I like to be out and about. Yeah, I'm more in the uh, accrual phase. Hmm. More about uh, get cash, not gash. Just. <laughs> I just want to use that, and just I've never, I never used that to describe a pussy before. Gash. There's some fucking like brutal words out there. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love this country. Um, oh, say can you see? All right, all right. Let's tone it down. We're getting goofy here, but this we'll was... get back on track with the movie. 
This this is actually pretty appropriate tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins game. It's their French Canadian speakers night. Wow. They're they're gonna have former player back, Max Talbot, and he's gonna actually be the PA announcer, so if anyone scores goals he's gonna announce them in French. Which is they've never done it before, but hey. That's a cool concept. Yeah. A little bit different. Actually, yeah. I might check and see what tickets to that game are. I might just go tonight. Yeah, I I really just don't want to go out. You know, everyone everyone and their brother is going to be out. Actually, everyone and their date and their date's brother. It's weird. I don't know who who's dating their brother. You are. Oh God. <laughs> Ern and Debbie are going to be pissed. Let's <laughs> playing that one to the church. Hail Satan. Whoa. I know they get you fired. All right, let's get into this. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the cast and crew of My Bloody Valentine. Um, directed by George Mahalika. Uh, he pretty much didn't do anything else of note. Um, written by Stephen A. Miller. He came up with the concept in John Beard. I think that's pronounced Beard. Uh, they really didn't too much, do too much else. John Baird, he got credit for writing the story of the 2009 remake, but I guess it was just because that one story is pretty similar to this one, so he gets writing credit there. So good for him. He double-dipped on this one. Uh, main character, you got TJ, played by Paul Kelman. Also not really in anything notable. Like this is how rough it is for him is he doesn't even have a picture next to his name on IMDB. Uh he played a stepdad in some movie called Black Roses, which has an awesome poster. You got IMD pull IMDB pulled up? I do not know. Uh their poster for that movie, Black Roses. I might watch it just because of the poster. Ooh, that doesn't make it good though. When do you see the Yeah, I'm not saying it's good, but this poster. He played a Andre and Caged Men. That sounds like a grindhouse movie. What is it called? Black Roses. Yeah. Just go whatever. You'll you'll see it. I'm gonna keep going through this here just so we get through it. Uh yeah, he played a a character on a um T V show called Police Surgeon, so he really wasn't in too much. Um Then the main love interest, you have Sarah, played by Laura Lori Hollier. And her only other thing of note is she played uh, a doctor in one episode of Star Trek Voyager in 1997. I mean, she did some other little things, like some made-for-TV movies um, and a couple TV show appearances. So she stayed busy. But nothing really of note. So, uh, I guess she was on the uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids TV series. That's something. Speaking of, did you see the announcement yesterday? Uh, what was that? Rick Moranis, like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. You know, how, like he retired from Hollywood after his wife died for like years. Like that's why yeah. he was in a bunch of movies. Then he just disappeared. He's yep. coming out of retirement to be in the. Ghostbusters movie. Uh, no, which I was interested to see if maybe he was going to show up in that because he was yeah. obviously awesome in Ghostbusters 1 and 2. For sure. Um, but he's going to be in the reboot called Shrunk, the reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. 
Oh, that's good. Hopefully he hasn't lost his stuff. Yeah. I, was, I obviously like the first one. The second one wasn't bad. That Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah. Um, Rough. Yeah, other than that, just mostly TV series. She was in, a Ro- in the Robocop TV series. The uh, I saw something else here that looked pretty cool that she was in. It's, it says on uh, Wikipedia in 2017, she... Pre- portrayed Alice in the Netflix comedy film Christmas Inheritance. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't I I don't know if it's true or not. It's Wikipedia. Wikipedia is sketchy. Wait, she was on the Dukes of Hazard one time. It must be in her contract because most times that she appears in a TV show, she appears as a doctor of some sort. So good on her. I want yeah, that, that I want that written in my contract. I want like if anyone like um contracts us for something i i want my credits to be dr john if you if you try to just be portrayed as a doctor you'll be like uh lori here you'll have uh you'll be able to count your acting jobs on two hands <laughs> for a 40 year span hey as long as i'm getting that credit as a doctor um one of the other main leads uh neil affleck that played axel he actually had a little bit more interesting of a history um so he played as a medical student in the other cult classic i guess it's more of a sci-fi but also horror element scanners which i'm pretty sure you haven't seen but for other horror fans out there most likely have seen it as that you've probably seen the the gif of it you ever seen the gif of the guy sitting there shaking and then his head explodes i don't think so you probably have but that that's from scanners but he just played a small like background role in that um, but the more interesting with his backstory is he got into different um, jobs in animation. Um, he was in the animation department for the Simpsons TV series from 91 to 2000, um, as well as he worked on the movie in 2007. Uh, he did some sh- uh, sheet, I guess, sheet timer, which I'm not exactly sure what that is, but it has to do with setting up the animation for the Rugrats TV sh- series. Um, which that was huge when I was a kid. That was kind of still your time there. It ran for a while. Um, I remember watching it as well as he worked on one episode of King of the Hill (laughs) (laughs) propane and propane accessories. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, And then one of my all time favorite series he worked on for nine episodes as an animation timer for Rocco's modern life. Love that show. That was slightly before your time that's like early nickelodeon cartoons don't know what it's about oh that's such a shame rockus modern life is the shit uh looks like he also directed some movies or he he actually got to direct seven episodes of the simpsons good on him and two uh, two episodes of family guy that's pretty good good on him Neil Affleck just out there still doing it. That's hey, that's that's a motivational story for the other. If if your first path doesn't work out, you keep trucking. You make a you make your own name for you. When too podcasting doesn't work out for you, bug, right to the coal mine for you, buddy. Too bad he's not even allowed in the same room as his brother, Ben Affleck. That's not his brother. Ben Affleck's brother is Casey Affleck. Ben Affleck's from Boston, and this dude's from Canada. <laughs> that's pretty close. They actually, por- portions are, portions are. Yeah, that's right. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. 
especially since I don't know if he's from there, but the movie was filmed in Nova Scotia. That's not that far from from Boston. Um, nope. Speaking of this movie being filmed in Nova Scotia, you know who else? Who who else is also from Nova Scotia? Uh, from the movie or from like other places? In general, dude. In general. Yeah, Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Brad Marchand. That's pretty much it. That's all the people I know from Nova Scotia. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Alfred was from Nova Scotia. Alfred. Yeah. Butler. Alfred. Alfred. Uh, I'm going through the rest. Alf Humphreys. Speaking of Alfred, uh, he played... Who the hell did he play in this movie? Howard. He played Howard in this movie. He was also... He played a priest in The Uninvited in back in 09. Uh, he played Lester in Rambo First Blood, as well as he played William Drake in uh, X2. So That's back-to-back weeks where we got someone that was in X2. What a coincidence. I mean, it really is. Um, he was in some of the, like, these movies were cheesy, but I kind of still, like, watched them. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. He was Mr. Jefferson in that. Never seen those. But, uh, that's, like, your time. That's, like, more your time than anything. He he yeah, actually he kept busy. Was... He played a sheriff in Supernatural TV series, which, if you're looking for a connection there... He played a sheriff in the Supernatural TV series, and one of the brothers from the main characters in Supernatural went on to be in the um, remake of the movie in 09. Jensen Ackles, or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> I'm terrible wasn't, with names. Wasn't someone from The Turning in Supernatural as well? I think so. Like the I, cre- like... I think it was the creepy guy in that. Yeah. You know what's sad is we saw that movie what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. That movie is so bad that it's just like out of my mind now. Like that's the worst thing you can say about a movie. Like some movies are so bad that like they stick with you forever and you, you don't forget it. Like that movie is like the definition of forgettable. Oh, also, this dude was in three episodes of my favorite TV series, The X Files. So good on him, Al Humphreys. Probably the most busy man out of everyone in this. Good for him. I've got a bunch of other minor characters. No one really has done. The majority of them don't even have pictures on IMDb. So that tells you all you you need to know about that. Um, Hey, I don't have a picture underneath my IMDb. Because you have no film credits, Bug. Damn right I don't. Yet. Yet. I don't let anyone know, but we're secretly working on a little project. Hi, if you need a really tall person that can't really do anything physical because I have a bad back, I'm your guy. If you're looking for a man to play a Sasquatch in your movie, I got your guy for you. Called 9100-BOOG. Is that too many numbers? Just put in many, as many O's as it takes before you get to the G. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, we'll get into, we'll do a, a little brief overview of the story here. All right, so a little plot summary here. Um, Starts out with the mayor of the town, uh, Valentine's Bluff, an old mining town. Uh, He's going to reinstate the old tradition of the town's Valentine's Day dance. 
which had been suspended for 20 years. The dance stopped after an accident, which two supervisors left several miners in the mine to attend the dance. Uh, because they forgot to check for the methane gas levels before they left, there was an explosion that trapped the miners. Um, there was only one survivor, uh, Harry Warden, who, to stay alive, resorted to cannibalism, um, and then he went insane. He murdered the two supervisors who left him there when he got out, and then he ver vowed further attacks if the dance was ever to occur again. Uh, flash forward 20 years, and the dances or the dances were going to start again um the at the same time uh during all of this warden was placed in an insane asylum um in the town basically didn't try to cover up the accident but we're trying to like just keep it hush really not talk about it um so then you get your main cast there um bunch of younger people it's a little bit different because typically in the slasher movies you have like teenage kids but these are like still younger but like out of out of high school they most of them work in the mine um or the or their dates and everything like that so you got gretchen dave hollis patty uh sylvia howard mike john tommy harriet but then your three main characters you got sarah uh the main love interest between axel and the mayor's son tj um who had left to go i believe out to california but he didn't make it, and he had to come back and work in the mine. So big central moving force in the story is the love triangle be between the three. Um, so then this is where, like, the the killings start going down. Uh, the mayor and the town's police chief uh, receive an anonymous box of Valentine's chocolates. Uh, when they open it up, it turns out it was a human heart along with a note uh, warning that if the dance was going to happen that the murders were going to start happening again. Um, that same day, uh, one of the residents in the town, Mabel, she gets murdered by a, a man in, I guess, just wearing like mining gear uh, in the laundromat that she was at. Um, so the mayor and the police chief cover this up to not panic people. Um, and then they, they decide to cancel the dance, which really like pisses off. Um, like all the all the the teenage characters there, uh, they also reach out to the asylum to say like to check and see if Harry Warden is still there. Um, but it turns out that they lost like all records of him. They just do a general shit job of running an asylum. Um, so the the main cast of characters there, they're kind of like depressed that the dance is canceled. They're drinking at a bar, but they get an idea. They said, you know what? Like no one's gonna be down at the mine. We have the keys. Let's throw our own party there because that makes sense. So they, they, that uh, they decide to go ahead and do that, um, and then there's a, a bunch more um, killings that go on. So not to spoil anything, but some pretty good ones worth checking out. Um, and then it comes down to the f the fi uh, finale of the movie. There, uh, you have the the pretty much the three main uh, characters left: T.J. Axel. Uh, and Sarah and no spoilers but there is a twist um, you find out who the killer is and it has a slightly crazy backstory to it um, and that leads you up to pretty much the plot summary there alright so that was the summary there so let's do a little bit of pros and a little bit of cons let's do this
Uh, you want to get first, Boog? Yeah, hold on. Let me just toss my cat. Yeah! You have been tossed. Did he land on his feet? Except the feet. Oh, hell yeah. Of course he did. Cat. Of course he did. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, first pro, I'm going to say uh, very creative kills. It's kind of uh, self-explanatory, but I thought uh, some of the creativeness when it came to killing is something that uh, I haven't really seen so far. That's true. Um, I mean, the slasher hasn't really been around as of late. You're big, yeah. They they really don't make too many slashers anymore. No, they do not. I mean, slashers are great because they're they're just they're great classic cheesy movies. That's why I like this one because it was a very cheesy movie. Yeah, well, I would 100% agree with that. The kills I had that down on my pros list. Um, as far as kills go in slasher movies, this one definitely had quality. Um, I've always been a huge slasher guy. Friday the 13th, Halloween. Even some like the lesser known, like The Prowler. Things like that. The Burning. Um, which I think we should do The Prowler sometime. That If you like kills, has some pretty good ones in there. Some Tom Savini work. Um, but the, the sad part is like, there's some real good ones, but even though we saw a lot, a lot of them were highly edited by the MPAA. Um, so actually like some of the things only recently were added back in, uh, like the scene where the lady is killed and the guy opens the washing machine and her burnt up body comes out, which the effects on that were awesome. Yep. Um, that was originally cut down. There's other things you could see where it was cut down, but I, I love the effects. Um, and then speaking of kills, what was your favorite one? My favorite one is the, the wiener kill. <laughs> Weenie hut general. Weenie hut general. Uh, when the guy walks in the kitchen, he's like, ooh, wieners. Uh, as they're cooking in some boiling water. And then Hot the dogs. killer comes up and just... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he says wieners. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying for for the audience. <laughs> Nothing that'd be a terrible way to go out getting drowned in boiling hot hot dog water. Wiener water. That's probably how you're gonna go out, right? Ooh, that's a good name, Wiener Water. For what? <laughs> I have Della Boog here. I got your brand new uh, uh, healthy drink here. It's wiener water. You want the taste of hot dogs in your mouth without all the calories? Drink some wiener water. It's a it's a nine eight hundred one two bug. You'll know when you run out of buttons for the O's. <laughs> oh, Mister Wiener Water. <laughs> um, all right. Well, my favorite one. I liked when the guy caught the pickaxe through the jaw, up through his jaw out his mouth into his eyeball and it was poking the eyeball out. That was my favorite one. But there were some other good ones like the chick getting her head smashed onto the shower and the water coming out of her mouth. Um, the shower one was a was a yeah. close second for me. That, that led to a, another one of my pros. Um, I was a big fan. They did the classic, which is I wouldn't say revolutionary because Halloween... Like, really, I mean, there's scenes like that before in the early 70s with, like, Black Christmas, the POV shots, but the most famous ones, typically, the the first shot in Halloween, the original 1978, where, like, it's coming up to the house, and 
you have that POV shot, but I thought they did the POV shots really well in this one from like the killer's perspective. Um, so that that was another one of my pros. I don't know if you like some people like this, some people don't because they kind of it's not as scary when you're coming from the killer's perspective because there's nothing like oh like he's gonna come out behind something like that. it's not as scary, but like I, I think it's cool because it's like I don't know. I just like how that's done. So I don't got a I don't have a good explanation for it. I'll call that my bug explanation. No, I, I agree with you. Um, but I like it when they're longer. So, like, if you remember... That's what she said. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Are you going to recover from that one? <laughs> I, uh, you weren't expecting that, were you? I might this is what happens when ass. we record... <laughs> this is what happens when we record in the daylight, bug. Oh, okay. Also, I've been drinking beers all day. Why? It's like 8 o'clock on a Sunday. Hail Satan. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that now. Um, um, what, do you, no, what are your thoughts I, on the uh, the killer? As far as it goes, like, you know, in slashers, if it's going to be a slasher movie, you have to have a quality killer. Like, you got the classic hockey mask Jason. Everyone knows Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. Like, what what did you think about Harry Warden, the killer? Uh, Cool costume design. I wasn't a big fan of the pickaxe um because i feel like that's a little bit old-fashioned how many times like yeah I'd, I'd agree with that like the costume with all the blacked out the blacked out eye holes in the mat like it looked cool the, the way he moved everything like that um but like you said the pickaxe like my favorite kills the pickaxe but then like he overuses the pickaxe like in friday the 13th jason his main weapon's a machete. Like, Michael Myers is the butcher knife. They use that, but then they also, like, have a variety. They use they other put, things, too. They put that down and then use their fists. Or, like, other things, yeah. Like, he... Oh, yeah. His... He used that pickaxe a lot. And, like, the pickaxe only has so many kills. Like, pickaxe, if it doesn't catch you, like, exactly right, really isn't devastating. I mean, he gets in a shovel fight with a guy, and you can block it, like... A pickaxe versus a shovel, like, all right, like, you're not in as much danger. Like, if it was a pickaxe versus, like, a machete or a knife, like, I don't know. I I, I agree with you on that one. Like, the he, he went to the pickaxe too much. Yeah, <laughs> that was he, his... should, he, he should have made it a little bit more modern and just carried sticks of uh, TNT. Just <laughs> chucking those at people in just, the town. Just a gun. Like, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, hey, watch out for Henry's back. All right, so what what else you got here? You got some got some. Let's talk about some con. We've been talking a lot, but like honest, like general consensus, we, we enjoyed the movie, right? Yeah. So we're sure. gonna or like when that happens, you're gonna have more pros. But what's some cons? Like some I my cons were like minor with it. Like like we always talk about, you got to look at it from like this came out in '81. Like obviously, if this came out now, you might have more issues with it. But like. For a cult classic, like it has, it has it's worth watching. It has the stuff you want to see, but what, cons wise, what, what, what would you got go? That's <laughs> not right, even a real sense. So what would you got go? That's my new thing. What would you got go? Hey, link, like, subscribe. Link, like, bug. Um, I stole one from you. Son of a bitch.
Why you gotta be so Canadian? <laughs> that was terrible. I know. But yeah, I did have a, I don't have an issue with Canadians. The, that much. <laughs> you, know <it's, laughs> you know it's bad when we're uh, saying a nationality is a con. Yeah, it's because you're a nationalist, to, you fucking racist find, piece of shit. No, it's, we're just trying to find the smallest details to, to have a con to make an argument about. Yeah, so I don't really have an issue with them being Canadian, but like it takes place in Nova Scotia. Well, it was filmed there, but it's in like a fictional town there, Valentine's Bluff. Um, but there's times like when uh, the main dude, TJ, and I think Sarah was her name, the the girl... They're they're talking and like he's like I'm sorry like it's it just becomes it takes you out of it a little bit it's like too Canadian you know <laughs> but I I don't know if if like Canadians would feel the same watching uh like an American production but that is a very very Canadian movie for sure I don't know the the only other con I wrote down but it's not really a con for me this is cheesy I like cheesy. Some of it was yeah. too cheesy, but I like cheesy. So, so when it's not really a con. So when I originally was writing out my list, I had as a pro that it was cheesy because like che- cheesy works for like old school slasher movies. Like there's a right amount of cheese and stuff. But then I I took it off the list. I was like, because the con I did have is some of the dialogue is really cheesy. Like when Sarah's walking with her one friend and they're talking about should she go with TJ or should, should she go with Axel? Like the dialogue is just so painfully cheesy. It's like some of the dialogue in the movie is just so bad, but like some of it's so cheesy. It's good. Like when Axel, like when everyone starts freaking out at the party, like Henry was say Henry Warden's here. Everybody get the fuck out. <laughs> Every time I see that line, I lose it. Like that's what kind of reaction is that? <laughs> But yeah, some of the other dialogue is so cheesy, it's like painful. So I had it as a small con. My only two cons is very Canadian and some cheesy dialogue. But some of the cheese like makes the movie, like that that Henry Warden scene where he's like, Henry Warden's here! God damn it! Um, um, I have one more pro, one more con. Uh, one con I have is the twist at the end, revealing who the killer is without given too much spoilers away um i was uh it was very expected to me and i could i saw it from like the beginning of the movie yeah when when the one character no spoilers like when he dips out at that one point it was like yeah it was pretty obvious that it was him yeah um i i had in general though as a pro they had some interesting characters it was different cast than normally because in a horror movie it's like young teenage kids whatever but there's like they're a little bit older, like working people. Um, there's characters you wouldn't normally see, like the like the bigger, fatter dude with the mustache. Like that guy's not in horror movies. <laughs> also, yeah, he had he, he had an awesome hat. He had that hat that said "Kiss My" and it was a picture of a donkey. Like I would buy that hat if I saw it. <laughs> but in general, I thought the characters there was more interesting. Um, like as far as plot, like with like there was the the characters had more depth. Like the main dude TJ moved away, but then he didn't make it and he had to come back and work in the mine. And his girlfriend is now dating the Axel. And it's like there was there was just an interesting story there. So that's normally characters in a slasher just uh like cannon fodder. They're just there to get killed to to pad the kill count. But there was just more going on with these characters. So I appreciated that. Um 
then other than that, I just had one more pro before you do your last one. I, I like the end song, the ballad of Henry Warden. It was like an old folksy song playing over the credits. I like that. I, I'm all I'm all for those cheesy songs, you know. My uh, pro has to do with the ending. I liked how, uh, without revealing it, I like how it had a uh, psychological ending to me, like psychological feeling ending. Like what do you because, mean? Ow, ow, ow. Ow. Um, Is it affecting you right now? <laughs> um, without giving it away, how the movie ends? Are you talking about how, like the ki- the way that the killer gets away? Yes. I I don't know if that would be psycho. I guess it could because the, the, the yes. yeah, all, like he, how he's hysterical and stuff like that, and like how it would weigh on the characters knowing like he got away, he's still out there. Gosh, sorry. How was that? <laughs> Marty bit my calf. Kick him. All right. Well, that's the pros and cons. Um, quickly, we'll do uh, recommendations ratings here. Um. I would definitely recommend this to anyone that's a fan of slasher movies, cult classics, um, pretty much anything of that nature. Like, if you like old old school, like '80s horror movies, like you're gonna enjoy this. Um, has great kills, decent decent body count. Um, like we said before, interesting characters. I'd give this one uh, um, seven out of ten. Definitely solid, worth a watch. I was entertained. Were you entertained, Boog? I was entertained. That's the important part, always. Um, so pretty much anyone, you're a fan of slashers, fan of cult classics, uh, anything like that, definitely check this out. Um, I know it's streaming on Shutter, their service, as well as on Crackle. If you sign up for that for free, you can watch it on there. So. Definitely uh, give it a watch. Yeah, I agree with your recommendations. You know, classic slasher films, someone who loves those. Um, the only thing I'd like to add is it's like a movie I would expect to see on Comet TV. And, I, th- I uh, think it's been on I'd, there I'd before. sit down and watch it. Yeah. I- I've watched the other day on Comet TV, they had uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space on, another 80s cult classic, so... Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a cool channel. Sponsor us, Cult TV. Or, yeah, Cult TV. Comet TV. <laughs> Cult TV. Sponsor us, because we'll talk about your stuff all the time, because we're watching it anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, what would you give it out of 10? Um, I'd give it a 7. 7 out of 10, yeah. That's what I thought. Like, It's not anything like crazy, blow you out of the water, um, but it's entertaining enough. Definitely, if you're looking to to get in the slasher genre like that's one of the ones that came out when they had the big boom of like pick a pick a certain day of the year to to have your attacks take place like halloween friday the 13th my bloody valentine i think there's like april Fool. there's just there was in the early 80s like late 70s early 80s it was like pick a day you got to claim you can only kill on those days makes sense halloween's a good one yeah, Valentine's Day. I mean, it's it's untapped market book. <laughs> I wish there was more murders on Valentine's Day. Uh, but other than that, so two sevens, seven out of ten. Give it a watch. 
other than that, uh, we just got the uh, usual junk here. Uh, if you're, you want to reach out to us, got any questions, concerns, comments, you'd like to see us review something or anything like that, just reach out to us at huntershorrorvision at gmail.com. Uh, follow us over on Twitter. You can DM, DM us there. We're, we're always posting stuff and very responsive. That's just at horrorvision. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, that means you found it. But if you don't want to listen to it wherever you found it, we got other options for you. We're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, which still no one listened to on Stitcher. You can be the first one. And Google Play. So get on there, like, subscribe, link, subscribe, unlike, follow, all them things I think is a thing. Do it. Uh, Also, we have a YouTube page. So Hunter's Horror Vision on YouTube. Check it out. We posted a Let's Play. I got like three other ones in in the bag that I just haven't got around to posting yet, but I'm going to. If we get enough subscribers, I'll post them. If not, I'll probably still post them. (laughs) But other than that, check it out. Check it out. (laughs) You got anything to add, Boogie? Um, If at all during this podcast you heard me moan in pain, it is not because I'm having sex. It was pleasure. I want to let you guys know this. I am not having sex. It was his pleasure. Um, I have a... A uh, serious condition called sorbacchiosis, and uh, yeah, just wasn't feeling real well here, so I just want to let you know, uh, I pulled through for you guys. Can you pull through for me? That's all. Thank you for your time. Well, other than that, I think uh, that's the end of the line for us here this week. Um, check this movie out, and uh, we'll catch you uh, next week. Adi- adios. Check you later.